0: Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and Season fans alike. My name is Shannon, and I am one of the hosts of this educational K-pop journey that we're all on. And our other host is my best friend in the whole world, and her name is Angelica. Angelica, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm good, Shannon. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. I'm very, very excited about this episode. It's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. We definitely got an email really early on from a listener asking, about this very topic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something I've wanted to have more information about, like, since becoming a K-pop fan. Um, And I just had to do the research myself. So it's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it's definitely something I didn't have that much knowledge about, with the exception of, like, the names of a few groups.
0: Right. So um, I haven't said yet, but what we're talking about this week is the first generation of K-pop, the beginning of K-pop as we know it. Um K-pop generations are kind of an interesting thing and in that they like aren't real, but they are.
1: <laughs> they're uh they're real because we say they're real. They're like money. Right. They're exactly. real.
0: <laughs> they're real because we say so. No, exactly. Um there's no K-pop fans generally say that there's like three to four generations of k-pop yeah at this time
1: but i guess to clarify i guess what you mean by not real is that they're fan constructed concepts as opposed to like officially recognized timelines from the companies themselves
0: yeah no the music
1: industry of k-pop does not recognize these official quote unquote generations right
0: and i think yeah they're they're kind of loosely defined Mm -hmm. but the like basic is the first generation is like 1992 to about 2002 and then the second generation is like 2003 to 2008, 2009, or debatable. some people would even say take it all the way to 2013. Other people think that tw- 2009 to 2013 should be its own thing hmm. and that everything after that, I don't know.
1: It's- yeah, I even heard read a few arguments that said that the fourth generation started in like 2011. So I don't know. It seems arbitrary.
0: Yeah, it's very arbitrary. And I think that's, you know, there's d- different ways that you could try to categorize these things. Like if you are going to be like a music nerd about it, I think you could probably draw some like stricter lines in like how the music was evolving. Or like if you're looking at it from a company standpoint, like you could draw generational lines based on like the way that money is being made. Or, or the way
1: the organization itself is structured. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's kind of all over the place. So, we're going to be doing like a series of episodes about these. I think this first generation is going to be the most cut and dry mm-hmm. because everything after that gets a little wishy-washy as to whether yeah. what generation it belongs in or whatever. Um Yeah. So, we might as well just like dive right in. So, um I feel like before we get started, there's like important historical context that like should probably be... Brought into this, like, because we're talking about history. We're talking about like twenty. Talking
1: about music history. Music
0: history, twenty plus years ago. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, we can we can look back from here in the present, yeah. and so like, let's
1: travel back in time. <laughs> travel back
0: us. in time. So, nineteen ninety three, three. No, two, two.
1: Nineteen ninety two. A beautiful time for all of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was very small. So I don't remember 1992. Yeah, I, I
1: don't know. But uh, I don't think the 90s were very beautiful for anyone. So. No,
0: that's very true. Um, so some like historical things that you should know um, is that like Korea in 1992, the country's only been a democracy for about five years. Um Previous to that, there's all kinds of crazy history of, like, Japanese occupation and then the horrible war that we, like, participated in over there and, like, drawing a line between the country and, like, there is a lot of, like, instability. And at this point, South Korea is, like, kind of like a baby country. Like, Mm -hmm. it's existed for hundreds and hundreds of years, but, like, under other people's terms for a long, a long chunk Mm -hmm. of it. Like
1: So now it's starting to develop on its own.
0: Yes. But um where when we get to, when we come into like music if we're talking specifically about music um South Korea's kind of like starting off like on very behind, very behind because um in the 70s there um the leader uh Park Chung-hee who you're not allowed to call him a dictator because he's like, he was responsible for like changing the country and taking it from like a third world war torn mm. country to like, you know, the modern thing that it is today. Like, he put a lot of those things in play, but he also like measured girls' skirts on that, like had police measuring people's skirts so they weren't too short. Men weren't allowed to have long hair and guitar music was banned. Mm-hmm. So, like, those seem, like kind of dictator things to do, but
1: <laughs> so he's officially not referred to as a dictator, but like dictator tendencies, <laughs> yes,
0: so on the like pop culture front, they're coming from this like you know guitar music has only been allowed mm-hmm. like for like twenty years. Or less, like, 15 years, of, like, guitar music has become allowed again. So they didn't have that whole, like, free love, like, 70s, like, mm-hmm. hippie thing. Like, that did not happen. So well, that's for
1: a while, there was a lot of, like, anti-Western sentiment because the um, U.S. military base was put there— Really without their consent. Mm-hmm. And so there was I think that probably yeah. stemmed or that they where brought, the ban on yeah, Western. They brought music their came rock and
0: roll and their like right. whatever. So they
1: associated it with all kinds of misbehavior. And
0: disobedience. That like, uh
1: dictator light didn't particularly mm-hmm. enjoy. Correct. So, <laughs> so it was um, illegal.
0: Yes. So um so music Korean music, like pop music at the time, there in the eighties it was like very, very sad like people just you know dramatic like very dramatic there's kind of like a a french influence to it like people Mm -hmm. just singing like just wailing sad songs like that's what the 80s was like um but korea like everybody else in the world who was smart kept making disco. Mm. Like, we America was the only dummies who were like, oh, some assholes in ripped jeans said that disco sucks, so we're over it. But, like, Europe and South America and Asia and everyone else kept making disco music because it's great. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that's that's what we're looking at. We've got, like, some kind of, like, trot, which we've brought up before, which is, like, traditional, but it's, like, getting mixed with this, Mm -hmm. like, disco stuff and then these, like, lamenting like 80s like whoa, whaley songs like that's where mm-hmm. we're starting That's the
1: spectrum we're dealing with yes.
0: here. there definitely is i also should mention like once the guitar ban was lifted like when that guy got assassinated and all his rules went away um then but not there, a dictator <laughs> not a dictator not allowed to call him that um but then there was like a huge, like, you know, uh, burgeoning like punk and rock scene. Like, that totally happened. But, like, I'm not here to talk about rock music. It's not important. <laughs> We're talking about pop music. Like, pop music is a different thing. Okay. So, the birth of K pop as we know it happened in 1992. This new group, So Taiji and the Boys, that's like their English tra- Sometimes <laughs> it's like translated to like, and the kids, and the gangs, or whatever. whatever. It's three guys. Uh, They came out with a song called Nanarayo, which means I don't know. um, And it, like, blew up music. The first time they went on TV, they were on a music show that had, like, a judging element. Mm -hmm. And the judges, like, hated it, gave it a terrible score. They were like, this is a terrible song. Arguably, it is a terrible song. I was
1: going to say, it is a terrible song.
0: (laughs) But, like every it, it like you know no one had ever heard anything like that before and so it like made an impact i should probably like play at least you a have clip. to play a
1: bit of it but i feel like in order to get the full range of the song you have to play the beginning and then like cut to a part in the middle okay
0: i'll try to do that um it like
1: because the reason it blew up music is because it's
0: it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a
1: garbage song. It's, it has. It's, by which I mean it's just like mess thrown together. No, it's <laughs> like it's all
0: the sounds. It's like the sounds that came with those Casios at the time that like, that like, mm-hmm. that's just like a sound yeah. that like is on all the Casios. And you if use they're that. all
1: playing at the same time. And then
0: <laughs> also um, uh, samples of um, Flava Flav going, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> like that's in there too. Okay. Hold on,
1: here we, <laughs> we go. have to play this.
0: <laughs> There's the yeah boy okay so that's that's the endless intro and let's see if i can find the chorus oh this is exactly what i wanted okay okay
1: why the heavy metal though (laughs) like why it comes out it's they were experimenting it's so upsetting to me they were experimenting comes out of nowhere it's jarring and then they still do the like kind of like bubblegum pop vocals over it and Uh
0: uh-huh no it's very odd
1: i would have also judged that song poorly Uh uh-huh
0: but um yg from yg is one of these boys like (laughs) that's like this is where we're starting at um so, yeah, that's, that's the beginning. This song comes out and everyone's like, oh, we can make different music. We can make whatever we want. Yes. Um, but it sort of ta- it takes a minute for everything to, like, get, you know, off the ground. Because next, like, if we're going in historical context order, like, next is this group called Do, du- I think they would say it Do, du- D-U-X, Like, that's how you'd, French, you'd say it. Um, No, they said it juice. Deuce. Deuce. So, D U X. And this is like a hip hop duo. Mm -hmm. And they are doing slightly. Slightly more cohesive version of that, but not definitely really. more
1: cohesive song melodically, mm-hmm. I would say. But like, I watched that debut stage that you sent me or whatever, and they just kind of come across as like shitty B Boys. Mm-hmm. And then I read, and then they were backup dancers originally. Um, and then they be, they debuted as this duo. Um,
0: but they get the credit for like introducing a new Jack Swing yeah, to like, Korea. and hip hop. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's like something more cohesive about it, but unfortunately in 1995 one of the member they like split up to do a solo project and the day after Kim Sung Jae, one of the members, the day after his solo debut, he was found dead in his apartment <gasps> full of animal tranquilizer and like his girlfriend had bought animal tranquilizers recently, but there was insufficient evidence and it's still like a mystery that's never been solved. Ooh. What? That's crazy. Yeah, mysterious death. So, well, but not so
1: mysterious. Like, the girlfriend obviously did it.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like.
1: Why would you buy animal tranquilizers? I
0: don't know if you were like, maybe they, like, if no, is she a vet? Problems, no
1: other, no other reason. If she's not drugs, a vet, then- for getting high. But he's know. the only one who was
0: full of them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's still it's still Suspicious. a mysterious uh, it's still mysterious forever. So Suspicious. they were only around for like two years. And when like so now like how that, ironic. Yeah. So now that like Deuce isn't around, then Turbo comes to like take their place. Turbo. Turbo is like another like two boy two boy group.
1: Well, they started as a duo and then they became a trio,
0: and then back to a duo again. No, they're no, still a trio. because remember, we saw them oh, at KCON, them. and there's still three. Um, I wrote
1: down Turbo. Thank you for Kim Jong Kook.
0: Yes. So if you uh, there's a Korean variety show called Running Man, and one of the cast members uh, is a f- member of Turbo, um, but they sort of are doing their thing. Was like. The hip hop with a little bit more of a dance beat. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband said that it was mm-hmm. um, what it, Intelliopop? pop. Is that how you say it? Like, or it was some no, word I, for, that is a
1: word I've never. Heard it
0: was before, some so word so for a specific time in Italian electronic music. I might have said it wrong, maybe, but like your husband's a nerd. I know, but he was like, but the beat is like that very like European club early nineties. Oh, yeah, Beat. I got you. So that's what that's what Turbo contributed to, like the music scene. So like things are getting a little interesting um, with that stuff, and then it all really, you know, becomes what it is when Hot debuts in nineteen ninety six because they were five boys like a boy band like mm-hmm. the boy band model that was being shopped all over the world at that exact same moment mm-hmm. like this is hot is the first boy band so like then it all and then it all goes from there but like the thing about i don't know how to talk about any of this without getting like all over the place but like The thing that's interesting – what I think really separates the first generation from the second generation is that all of this is, like, insular to Korea. Like, all of these groups got huge Mm -hmm. in Korea and then started, like, a music scene and a fan culture that was specifically South Korean. And then the second generation starts when that stuff starts to spread outside of the country. So that's, like, the difference that we're looking at Mm -hmm. is that all of these people were – we're famous, but, like, definitely not in the way that K-pop idols are famous now. Right.
1: Plus, also because, like, the um, difference in the way that the music industry worked in the 90s, um, like, most of these artists, their, all of their sales and things were, like, based on physical album sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and they some of them still hold records for, like, physical album sales because that's kind of all yeah, the albums. That was were. the only
0: option. But then there's SES.
1: Uh when they came out, they were the first they were like the girl group component mm-hmm. to HOT is kind of how they were like categorized. And they were the first to debut and sing in Japan.
0: Yeah. So they're like the the spreading did start a little bit towards yeah. the end of this Do generation. Also- but the thing but there's really important Japan. I was just going to say the historical
1: context. So, like, the SES was the first to perform in Japan because before then, there had been sanctions in place since World War II against, like, trade um, and between Japan and Korea.
0: Yes. um, Basically, all Japanese stuff was censored from 1945 till mostly 2004. There is still stuff that's, like, still standing. But basically, like... Japanese comics, Japanese movies, Japanese music, like, banned, not allowed, Mm -hmm. can't have it. Uh, Japanese movies could only be played in the movie theater um, after, like, 1994 or something if they had won awards at a film festival. That was the Mm. only reason a Japanese movie could be played. So, like, there is very, like, there's a lot of bad blood between these two countries. And, like, if I was, like, a history professor, I would love to go into that. But I'm unqualified. Um, so that, like, definitely has an impact on what the what the pop culture scene in the 90s is like um, in that. Mm-hmm. But I think because also I think a lot of, like, teens at this time were, like, desperate for Japanese stuff. The fact that it was illegal made it probably cooler. Mm -hmm. Like if you knew a guy who like went on vacation and smuggled some comic books home, like that's the coolest dude in school or whatever because he has contraband. Like, yeah. So that like makes an impact on how everything uh, works. So, um what else? Who do I want do I want to I mean, keep Do we want to talk
1: about like the style of music, some of the concepts or yeah, like yeah, yeah. music Let's, videos, that's, how okay. the sort of like style and aesthetic? That was the intention was. of
0: this episode was to go back over some of the topics that we've brought up in the previous 17 episodes but apply it to this period of time. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, very simply the music in this era is for sure hip hop influenced. Like Definitely. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And like we said some of them have more dance beats, but for the most part there's a lot of just like a much cheaper kind of rip off of like the hip hop that was coming out in the West at the time. I would
1: totally agree. Um, so many of the music videos from this first generation come off as so cheap. It's like kind of embarrassing and hard to watch. Um, there's what the uh, Rula –
0: I love them. I've decided that I love them.
1: I firmly decided I did not. (laughs) I was not a fan. So this
0: was a very early group, mixed gender group, Mm -hmm. super early on, two guys and two girls, and then one of the guys left, and then I think it became three girls and one guy yeah, one um, of
1: them went to prison for right. sexually assaulting yeah. minors. Yeah,
0: they're bad. Like, there's there's a bad I, – I get that. Yeah, 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 No, they're – That's unfortunate. That's the worst part about going over this stuff, like, going back 25 years because you start Googling these people and all that comes up is, like, the crimes they have since committed as adults. <laughs> like, this one has a gambling problem and this one's a woman beater and this one's – and you're like, oh, God.
1: Yeah, like, well <laughs> – to me, they committed crimes in their musical career oh, as well, come I on. have to say. Their name stands for Roots of Reggae. Strike one. <laughs> <laughs> um Also, I wrote down that there was, quite honestly, in a lot of these videos, like, too much cultural appropriation to watch comfortably today. Um, Rula is one offender. lot of braids and terrible mm-hmm. hairstyles. But I also found a group called Chakra. Did you come across them? No. They were from 1999 to 2006. And it was written into their concept that they made quote unquote Indian inspired. dance Oh music. yes, I
0: did see that. I did see Except that. Except that
1: they like can't decide which type of Indian they're right. supposed to be. I saw that by like Native American they and have the bindi and the like turquoise. Oh Native American my god, jewelry. it was horrible. Oof,
0: oof, 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 oof,
1: oof. And then I listened to some of their music, and it has it neither a type of Indian influences. <laughs> like it's just oh, no. in the terrible jewelry. Ugh, it was rough. That was yeah.
0: Rough. So yeah. the... Um, on but the top. Rula
1: was the first to sell one million albums in the like hip hop slash dance genres. They were very popular. No, they were. I did not enjoy them.
0: They, I there's there you have this one song that's called the Angel Who Lost Its Wings, and it's just literally like the same minute of music repeated four or five times. It's the most. It's the longest and most repetitive song I've ever heard. <laughs> but like I don't know. A lot of this music grew on me this week while like doing this research and I, I would watch something and be like ew and then I'd have it stuck in my head later and be like I don't know I don't hate it but it's not great. Nope. Um yes, as like music if we're on the topic of like music videos, they are definitely filmed on on ca- on a hand like uh, mm-hmm. what are the video cameras? They are made on video cameras yeah, and yeah. they look awful. There's like purposeful graininess, like purposeful um filters like turn the whole screen green or whatever Mm -hmm. like really cheap early 90s like effects um bad strobe lights um yeah just cheap 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 as hell um because no one had any money and no one was making any money cheap in
1: music videos and also cheap on the stages like Mm -hmm. that uh that rula song that you just brought up the stage that you sent me like one of the girls is wearing like gloves Or something. One of the guys is wearing a pair of a pair of sunglasses that only has one lens in it, Mm -hmm. so it's like a weird monocle. Some strange things, strange things are happening.
0: (laughs) Um, Let's see other music video facts. SES's "I'm Your Girl" I feel like is the first example of the box video that Mm -hmm. has continued to this day. Um, They're just like in pink and blue rooms and like doing their little dance to their precious four chord. Simple, great song. That's great. Um, I noticed a theme, a like trope of early 90s music videos um, crappy CGI UFOs. Just like these videos. Yes, (laughs)
1: crappy UFOs. UFO CGI UFOs. I wrote that down because of the group Baby Vox. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched their yeah, yeah, yeah video and that, and they like are aliens at the beginning. Uh-huh. And then it cuts suddenly to like the trope that's still used today where like the girls are like kind of all crowding around like one camera or whatever, mm-hmm. almost like a sleepover. And it just kept going back and forth between aliens and, and sleepover within like a record scratch mm-hmm. dance break in the middle.
0: S.E.S.'s Dreams Come True also has like literally there's a part where I think it's Bada is singing to like a CGI alien that's in the palm of her hand (laughs) and it like opens with a real, but it's like very, very bad, very cheap, very early CGI, Mm -hmm. um, which is super funny to me. Well, it's
1: like when the Spice Girls met aliens in Spice World. Yes. And there's also. 90s girl groups um, loved aliens. Yeah. uh,
0: In their, pep, what was their Pepsi song? Uh, Spice Up Your Life. A, they were in a they were they were in like a spaceship in that music video too. So and and on the topic of Baby Vox, Baby Vox was specifically created to be an Asian Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Like that was their intention. Yeah. But it didn't I work. do not think they did a good job. I want, well, like, Baby box videos making you very upset.
1: Yeah, I did not enjoy them either, but I also read that the Spice Girls image they tried to create, to create just wasn't popular. Like, people weren't buying it, and they didn't like it. So they cha- So after their first album, they changed
0: their um, image to be more like SES, like more oh, okay. cutesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um uh, SES's Love music video that came out in 1999. They shot it in New York City, and it cost $1 million USD, and that was the most expensive music video that I'd like ever. Wow. That was the top at the time. Like, And it is not – you watch the music video, and I feel like the whole million dollars like went to flying them to New York. Yeah. Um, it also has some bad CGI, but like – not a million dollars worth, which is really odd. Um, and one other music video thing I wrote down that was cool, um, the Shinoa Resolver video, they're on like a stage that's like a pendulum, like a big what? concrete like stage that has like things and it's like swinging back and forth and they're like doing the dance. I don't know if it's fake or not, like if it's a camera trick or if they were really like swinging them. but I didn't like, watch that, was that one. Cool. We have to watch that. Um, so that, uh, music videos. You did not include that in your playlist. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to make a research playlist for Angelica that had like debut stages and early music videos to give us something to like, Yeah, but you didn't off include
1: off. Xinhua's pendulum stage. I'm you sorry. You knew I already had an affinity for Xinhua.
0: I'm sorry. So how could you deny this Um so like music shows, we we did a whole episode about music shows. Um, I did my best to try to find like information about this. Um, there was a show called Gaio Top 10 that was on from 1981 to 1998 um, and that became Music Bank. Mm. Um, so that's like the predecessor to our today's Music Bank. Um, and then there was another show uh, called Shortened, the Korean, like, shortened abbreviated title was Toh which meant, like, sa- it was, like, Saturday, Saturday music show. Oh, yeah, um, that's
1: the one that I watched several performances Yeah,
0: from. Um, that was on from 85 to 97, mm. um, and then it became Music Core. Um, if you – another, like, just for interesting Google sake, um, at the at NBC, MBC K-pop channel – Uh, has archives for their show Music Camp that was on in the 90s. Um, They have, like, massive archives. So Mm. you can watch, like, whole episodes of, like, really old music shows, which is really fun. Um, Inky Guile was on. Like, it's been on since the 80s. So, like, that was still a thing. Um, and then another like big advancement in music shows in this era. Um, the channel Mnet began in 1997, mm-hmm. and Mnet is really like uh, Korea's MTV equivalent. They have MTV now, but like it, it like Mnet has always meant more. Like yeah. for who was playing music videos and playing the shows or whatever. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about what. What dances were like in this era. Um, A lot of jumping, a lot of running man, Mm -hmm. like just that kind of, kind of slightly lame early 90s beat. What are they? B-boys stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was saying with like Deuce, Deuce,
0: Deuce, Deuce. Deuce. (laughs) Uh,
1: That they came across as like shitty B-boys and like H-O-T, like what they're dancing is a lot of like jumping around and like arms, big arms, like really
0: big and arms and just
1: like high knees. Um, which is why I think that I, when I did go back through these, fell for Xinhua because they actually dance. Um, I feel like they were the first to show the dancing that like k-pop idol groups would eventually become Mm -hmm. like they're sort of the first example of that because they actually had more complicated footwork um and more like continuous dancing throughout the whole thing whereas the other groups i thought mostly did like if someone was singing that person is not really moving at all and Mm -hmm. like the other people are kind of doing something in the background they would take like specific chunks of the song to dance
0: so the dancing is very interesting um something there's it's it's never sexy never ever like yeah. nobody's doing any kind of body rolls or anything suggestive like just jumping around that's all that's happening Until like you get to right but Chinois later is what I, i'm trying to say <laughs> Um, but uh, especially in the case of girls, nothing sexy is happening. Like,
1: yeah, not in terms of like the actual moves that they are doing, but I would say that like SES was very much styled like TLC Mm -hmm. with the like baggy pants and a lot of crop tops. Like the, um, what was that music video that you included in your play? One of the music videos you included in your playlist, um, it looks almost just like that scene from Unpretty where mm-hmm. they're wearing like the pajamas that's only top- buttoned at the top.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. shot
1: kind of from below. In that's the same I'm way. Your
0: Girl. Yeah. And they're in white, like big white baggy things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about the styling. Very like I do. um, But really quickly on the topic of like dances and music videos, something that I noticed that was really interesting is when it comes to the time in the music video, like where the girl like especially in girl groups where the girl is like alone on camera and she's supposed to be like lipping her lines. That thing that then came into K pop where everybody has like perfect hand motions and like winks and is like very, very good mm-hmm. at like at being, being on camera yeah. and like these like very meticulous kind of hand motions and face movements that that does not exist. And especially in the baby box videos, some of those girls look like they're being held at gunpoint. Yeah. Like they, they do look not so look comfortable at all. And they look
1: so young.
0: Yes. Yes, um, that's definitely okay. Wait, I want to talk about I want to talk about clothes. Uh, what everyone looks like before I get too far into like anything else, because um, you brought up the ba- So like baggy, everything is mm-hmm. so baggy. At least on the bottom, the biggest. Everyone has the biggest pants. Girls yeah. and boys, everyone's got giant pants on. Yep,
1: but the girls will usually have little shirts.
0: Yeah, which was like totally my favorite. Like in ninety seven, ninety eight. Exactly how I was dressing. Biggest pants, tiniest tops. That's, like, all I wanted. It was great. I don't think it looked flattering on anyone, but, like, we all felt cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so there there was also, like, kind of, a, like, a futuristic type of theme that people wanted. Yeah, like, in terms tiny, of, Tiny, like, shiny sunglasses. Like, lots mm-hmm. of, like, sunglasses and goggles and, like... um Metallic. Metallic tracksuits. And like, like. Top and bottoms that match. I would orange.
1: say sort of like futuristic mermaid color scheme. Like shiny blues and greens. Very like xenon. Silver, girl of the 21st century.
0: Neon orange. Mm-hmm. Yes. Xenon is a. Is. Yeah. That. What was the name of a pop star in Xenon who's saying supernova girl? Like that. Make my heart go zoom <laughs> zoom.
1: Uh, I don't remember, but. I remember oh, the song. that was like really. <laughs> oh my god, what oh, was no. it? We have to look it up. We have to look it up. We have to look it up. Oh my god,
0: I have to know this.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but i <laughs> definitely just found the song. <laughs> no, but
0: protozoa. Protozoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of people <laughs> looking like protozoa in xenon, yeah. like for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> The hair, the hair, is so awful. Yeah. Um. But it's also like, again, it was trendy as hell. Like, just so many bangs. Like, as many like little framey pieces as Mm -hmm. you can like leave on your face, and then you take the rest of your hair and make it as big as possible, as big as possible. And that was for boys, boys and girls.
1: girls. Both of them.
0: Everyone, big, crimped. PC, little bangs. Yep. Like, I know the girls in SES, like, specifically like, started trends, like, with yeah, putting, with like, the, big like fuzzy balls. ball
1: hair ties and the teeny and little skinny girl bangs. That you,
0: like, basically, like, gel to the side of your yeah. face, like, so that they're all. Or always-
1: you gel them together so <laughs> that they're, like, gel themselves, like, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. two pieces so that they're, like, hard as sticks yeah, like, yeah, yeah. sticking off of their face. Yeah.
0: So that, that's um, – it's a trip to look at for super sure. Um, yeah, everybody just had like real long bangs and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was rough. Um, what's, what, what else have we talked about in previous episodes? Um, on the topic of concerts. Um, the very first Dream concert was in 1995 and the Dream concert I thought that like maybe someday and maybe someday we can do like a whole episode about the Dream concert Um, but it's like a yearly concert started in 1995 that's like uh, a showcase of all of the like popular artists at the time and it's like supposed to be for the youth of of South Korea to be like, you can dream. I'm like, mm. here's your concert. And it's like, it's. Didn't be- it
1: just happen recently? Yeah, it happened 2000- two days yeah. ago.
0: So, yeah, like, it's dream concert time. But the very first one was in 1995. So, like, that starts a thing. Um, that crazy. I, did you watch that video I sent you of JYP in his little white shorts? Because that was at a dream concert. <laughs>
1: yes, I did.
0: I'm sorry. I screamed,
1: <laughs> actually, and took my glasses off because when it started, The title includes like a lot of numbers and like random stuff in it. So I honestly wasn't sure who it was Mm -hmm. because also a lot of JYP artists like have JYP in the title of their stuff. So I didn't know it was just going to be him. And when it starts, you like can't really tell who it is. And then he like runs out on stage. And I thought he was just an underwear at first. He has like a little crop top. Yeah.
0: He's wearing like a tiny white baby t-shirt and like little white shorts. That have like
1: a boxer or like boxer brief style like waistband uh-huh. oh my and god and his
0: tummy is very soft i know he's and not he's like showing off any abs so or anything hard though
1: <laughs> like he's given it his oh and he has yeah. so many body roll oh my god but um less yeah oh, bless J-Y-P. His little heart. on
0: that on that topic <laughs> i will say that like just a quick a quick detour like On this episode, we've mostly been talking about, like, and we're mostly going to be talking about, like, groups because I think, like, K-pop groups is what, like... you know specifically leads to the other generations of the k-pop that we know today but there were plenty of solo artists like so many Mm -hmm. of them like um jung-wa was had already been around since the 80s she was around there was like Mm -hmm. a girl named yang pa who was like really huge in the like middle of the 90s like there were solo jyp there were solo artists doing things Mm -hmm. we're just kind of talking about the like more groupy classic k-pop stuff um cuz yeah, this stuff wasn't that it wasn't that popular. It was popular with the youth, mm-hmm. but like grown-ups were not listening to H.O.T. Like yeah. that was for kids.
1: Did you get any information because I know like the com- some of the companies, but w- cuz obviously like JYP and we mentioned YG was in Soul Taiji and the boys like um when did the like big 3 sort of start to come out? Cuz I know like Shinwa was SM. H.O.T. So, is SM. Okay.
0: So it was that early on okay. um a lot of the other companies that I like found in my research that were representing groups at the time like had like during this time folded or were brought into or like absorbed into other companies mm-hmm. um because another historical fact I was about to say fun, but it's not a fun fact at all um in None 19- of our historical facts no fun. they have they're not fun um in nineteen ninety seven was the um The Asian financial crisis, or sometimes called the IMF crisis, Mm -hmm. where basically Thailand's economy completely crashed and then it just like spread. All over Asia and South Korea was like very deeply affected. Um, So their economy was like in the toilet in 1997. And all the countries needed to be bailed out by the International Monetary Fund. Mm. So it was like a big, it was a big deal that they needed to be like rescued. Um, So a lot of music companies folded that year. Mm. um, And then like bigger companies were able to scoop them. So anyway... What were we talking about? I was talking about concerts a few seconds ago. Um just like the concert, dream concert The dream concert was because of JYP. We got to <laughs> real yes, oh, JYP, JYP and his, his short Um yeah, so the dream concert is a big deal. Again, I really think we should do an episode about it someday cuz a lot of things have like happened at it and it's a very specific thing. But that's when it started. So that's, like, a sign of uh, of the times. Um, in 1998, when H.O.T. played at the Seoul Olympic Stadium, uh, that was the first time that people had camped out outside of a venue overnight, oh. like, to try to get good seats. So, like, again, like, another sign of, like, something something's, something's happening ruin. here. Um, and just, like, a fun fact for, like, 90s stuff, um, back in these days, concert tickets were purchased at the bank. Huh. So uh, fans would line up outside of like banks on days that tickets went on sale, and that's where you had to get them because there's no Ticketmaster or whatever online. Oh, you gotta go somewhere but physical. Bank. But yeah, that's the bank.
1: Very weird. You wouldn't sell them at like the actual venue.
0: No, at the bank. I don't know why, mm, so but at the questions. bank. Um, so um, what? Well, okay. Another thing that's very interesting and that's on the same topic is that like how fan culture was different in this first generation. Um there's like fan chants as we know them were like happening but in a simpler way. Mm-hmm. Like I watched some old H.O.T. performances and they would basically just like during all those times we mentioned where like one member is doing the robot or whatever they would just be like "Hey H.O.T. Hey H.O.T." Yeah. Hey like just, you know, straight up, Mostly chanting, just
1: saying their name, or I noticed, or it, yelling
0: the lyrics so loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I was just going <sighs> to say. Like, in a lot of Xinhua videos, you can hear the crowd like singing along, or yeah, more likely yelling them.
0: Yeah. Um, and then like fan. Uh showing up for fan stuff like we mentioned in our fan episode, like balloons were the like mm-hmm. standard uh cheering device at the time. Yeah.
1: And this is where like the fan the culture of fan colors really started with mm-hmm. HOT and Sech
0: Sechskis. sex keys <laughs> It means like six boys or something in German or like six musics. I don't know. Anyway, um, so we got like balloons. There's also like ponchos. People are wearing ponchos mm-hmm. in colors. Um, and another thing that I noticed when like looking through like old archive pictures and stuff, people would get like um like it looked like a towel or like a sheet, and they would it would be printed with like a full color like picture of their bias or like their idol group or whatever, and then they tie it around their neck and wear it like a cape. So you'd have, like, a cape that was, like, a giant picture of, like, Tony from H.O.T. or whatever. Wow. Um, which I thought was super cool. Um, How
1: would they print that?
0: I don't know. I am I mean, I'm guessing you specialty print. It's like I got your pretty shirt made. Like, you can yeah. get pictures printed onto fabric. But, yeah, I just thought that was super interesting. Um, so
1: specific to yeah. make it a cape.
0: Um, the Down Cafe that we, like, spoke about, Um, in our fandom episode that's like still used today, um, was created in 1997. Um, and at the time down was like AOL where it was like the only way to get on the internet was through this like very specific portal. Mm. I'm sure we have less listeners who are very young and do not remember (laughs) this kind of internet, but like you used to not be able to just like open a browser window and look for stuff. There was like a specific like app kind of like format of how you got to the internet and down was like that so it existed like during the hot sex geese whatever but i couldn't find any specific information on when the first time a company like officially set up a fan cafe Mm. um but since this was just basically like old school chat rooms and old school forums there was plenty of fandom chatting happening already but i don't know i couldn't find when it became official but an official thing that they did have back in the day, which I think is so precious as a way for fans to get updates from their idols and, like, hear for them is there were, like, there was, like, a, um, not a toll-free, what do they call those, like, the numbers, those old timing numbers you would call and it would charge you money or
1: whatever. Oh, a collect call?
0: Yeah, or not, like, not a collect call, but there were, like, these things in the 80s. We had them here, too, where it would be, like, you'd call, like, 1-900-something and then it would, like charge you a lot of them were sex lines but a lot of them were also like call this and hear a joke but like it would come up on your phone bill that you call these okay so like
1: we i think what we had in the u.s was all the miss cleo like
0: yeah okay uh, like call a psychic hotline or whatever this was similar but it was, like, basically, like, a voicemail box for your group. So you'd call, like, the Seksky's voicemail. And then one of the boys would be like, hey, it's me. Like, our album comes out in two weeks. Like, hope you're excited. And so, like, that's how they got it. They would, like, leave little messages on, like, a voicemail that you would call.
1: Oh, my God. If, if our groups had done that here in the U.S., like, if the groups that I was a little fangirl of had done that, oh, I would yeah. have spent... My I would have gotten in trouble for how? Often oh, absolutely!
0: I it. Um, Another fan culture thing that I wanted to know so badly, and this like this episode took a lot of research, you guys, because this is like a time period where, like we said, this music wasn't leaving Korea, mm-hmm. so there isn't a lot of like international like English news about this stuff. There's a lot of articles of like, here's some groups you should remember, mm-hmm. but they don't have like information about like what it meant and like what was on TV and like what they don't have that stuff. Cause it doesn't really matter in today's K-pop world or whatever. So, but I am so curious. So I spent time translating things and pausing videos and zooming in to like look for names of people. Like I did some deep deep research to find out these answers to questions I've always had. And a question I've always had was what was the Korean equivalent of like Tiger Beat?
1: Oh. For
0: again, if we I know we have really young listeners. I've heard from some of them before. There used to be these things called magazines. <laughs> It was like a little cheap paper book, um, yeah. but specifically there were all Tiger these ones B called like Tiger Bee. fourteen. Yes, and basically, no, oh, dude, they
1: still make those? do they? Yes, do your kids I have saw- them. Or no, <laughs> um. But my, I saw one at uh at Avon's, like in the checkout line, um, because they still even sell like Archie comics in those oh, in right. those checkout lines. But you know who's on the cover of those fucking Teen Beat magazines now?
0: Shawn Mendes. No, dude, YouTubers that I've literally <gasps> never heard of. Wow. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, that's it's very upsetting.
1: It's wow. Very upsetting.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so these magazines, <laughs> they basically just exist to have like pithy interviews and just yeah. like a million posters and things you can pull Jonathan and cut out. Jonathan Taylor
1: Thomas shares his favorite yes. kind of pizza.
0: So I wanted to know really badly if these existed in Korea and you bet your ass they did. <laughs> of and course. they, these are the names of some of the magazines that were full of posters of boys. Um, Junior, ju- Junior, Junior magazine, mm. Jang, With an exclamation point, which means, like, the best! Nice. Um, And then Pastel was a really popular one. Um, And then Yo Tomato was another one. (laughs) Um, Yo
1: Tomato? Yeah.
0: Um, And you can find old copies of these on eBay and stuff. Like, people have a lot of them. They look really crazy. Um, But those magazines were so important to fan culture at the time because, like, the internet – doesn't exist the way that the internet exists now whereas you check your instagram and you're getting like or the fan cafe and you're getting official picture updates all the time like most of these pictures only existed for these dumb magazines Mm -hmm. like whole photo shoots that you would only see if you bought the right copy of junior magazine and like how exciting like you'd have to buy a real book and like (laughs) open it to like see pictures of your idol like i find that really adorable like I don't know. It seems like it's just feels charming. Like that things were only in print and that like (laughs) music videos were only on TV and like, I don't know. It's all just very nice and old timey and sweet. Um, um, Some other fun facts about this generation. Um, In 1998, Sexgeese put out a movie called Seventeen and they were the first idol group to Put out a movie like a, a movie like Spice World. Sure, um, this entire movie is on YouTube. It's like eighty percent sub too. If you ever want to watch it, it seems very bad. Like they cannot act. Um, the plot I couldn't. I'm scrubbing through it. I couldn't get any grasp on the plot. Do
1: they play themselves?
0: No, they play – like, one of them definitely plays, like, a dancer character, but I feel like they're just supposed to be, like, boys in high school, but there's, like, smoking and drinking and hardcore making out, and everyone has a motorcycle, so there's, like, a lot of motorcycling. Um Jiwon, who's, like, the only member of Sex G's that I, like, know – uh, his character in the movie has the exact. Him and his girlfriend have the exact same like part in the middle, long haircut with the chunkiest, chunkiest uh. highlights. Both of them, like they are supposed to be a couple, and they have the same haircut. And they have you're a like, couple haircut? It's crazy. <laughs> um, I couldn't figure out what this movie was about, but it looked really bad. Um, but that was like and a I had thing.
1: hardcore making out. Yeah, like, that's very surprising. Yeah, especially since such set. They were, um, res- had some of the hardest fans.
0: Yeah, they definitely did. Um, and then two years later, HOT also made a movie. It was called Age of Peace and it was about soccer players in the future. <laughs> Great, right? Um, Amazing. their
1: whole concept of like, warriors of peace okay yes. that was the
0: thing i wanted to bring up because i do think that that's like interesting again in a historical context like when you're looking at pop culture you have to be like what was the world around like and what were people saying um and i think like hot specifically was trying to um reach the youth um in a different way than had happened before um Because I think the kids in the 90s, it was in the same way where, like, here you can say that, like, the baby boomer kids and they're, like, hippie, peace, free love or whatever because, like, their parents grew up during war and, like, they only ever had it good. So, like, they were whatever. I think there's something kind of similar happening in the 90s where, like, teens at that time, their parents would have grown up in a 100% different country Mm -hmm. than the one –
1: they, were, they were in now. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. HOT had like I some crazy like not some crazy lyrics but like some very like um youth of the nation kind of like mm-hmm. lyrics like uh they have a song called um We Are The Future and the lyrics are like now I'm going to change the old ways of the worlds I am the master and the old world of the adults is gone. Like why do they like They fuss and bother us all day long. And of course, we can't do anything but be tired of it. Like, I'm going to make the world my own. Like, these are the, like, this is kind of, like, intense. It's not quite, like, rebellion. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, something of, like, hey, we're different from our parents. And, like, that means something.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, Which definitely, like, spoke to people. Um, I feel like lyrically, this first generation stuff, there's plenty of standard issue breakup and love songs. But then there's a lot of like, hey, we have to work really hard in school. Like our parents are very like unreasonable. Like my dad's a drunk. My mom works too hard. Like there's definitely, they're definitely commenting like on the society that, you know, they're coming up in, which is really interesting. Um, But on the same topic of lyrics, H.O.T. Uh, was famous for having For like kids learning the English, I'm saying English in quotes, the English lyrics in HOT songs. And they were, it was like the bane of teachers because (laughs) it is awful. But kids would like memorize it. So like, listen to like, this is one of the raps. So it goes, here we go, here we go. It's time to stop. Mm, The violence, the hate, and all the mass. It's about time. Somebody should stand for what's right. Bang, bang, bang. What comes down? Beat a what? Comes down. Do your body ready for the beat again? Everybody, what's up? Are you ready for it? This is the message from H-O-T. And, like, that stuff that people, like, kids would, like, memorize. Like, I know English now. But, like, that was barely anything. Um yeah, so <laughs> that's interesting. Um, um, um. What else? What else do I have? Uh, God. Was- I was just
1: gonna bring up God because of the the lyrics. Yeah. Um, God stands for Groove Over Overdose. Dose. Yeah, a groove overdose. <laughs> I almost said I. Sorry, I stumbled over that because I almost said groove over disco. <laughs>
0: Yeah, should, I don't know why. It could have been Groove Overdose. But it over should be Groove
1: Overdose. Um, anyway, uh, I saw, an, when I was looking them up, I saw an old picture with, um, which is the G-O-D that was on Roommate?
0: Dan. Oh. Um, Not June Jun, Jun Young, is that his name? He, like, started the group.
1: The one that always wears sunglasses. He's,
0: like, from California and buff and tan and he's always like yo bro like yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. whole thing and I
1: saw like a young picture of him without sunglasses on and was like staring into Jackson's future and oh, they God, have the yes. same face
0: <laughs> oh that's so funny
1: it was really really nuts but G.O.D. is a group that was actually known for their storytelling lyrics like aren't, isn't the To Mother song yeah their there? debut song was yeah, called yeah, yeah, To yeah.
0: Mother and the lyrics are like I was such a shitty kid and I'd be like mom I want real food and then yeah, I'd notice like, that my mom wasn't eating. If it
1: wasn't for my mom like I'd be eating instant noodles at home but I got tired of eating instant noodles and one day she gave me she Chinese got us- noodles
0: and then I said
1: why aren't you eating and she said I don't like Chinese noodles and like
0: it's just But it's like because he realizes psychotic. that his mom can't afford to eat like they are poor yeah. and he's a shitty ungrateful kid and so yes. the story is thank you like thank you, Mom. I'm sorry mm. I didn't appreciate you when I was a child. Yeah. Um, but G.O.D. is, like, pretty late in the first generation. Um, they have... I, Danny On is one of the members, and he is so hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, fun fact about G.O.D., they had the very first K-pop reality show. Mm. They win that. It was called Baby Diaries, and, like, Hello baby, they gave them a baby. Wow. Um, which is really funny because if like uh Jun Young talks about it on Roommate, but like at the time, G O D was like living in a leaky basement, like under a restaurant. Like <gasps> they're they like they lived in horrible, horrible living conditions. Oh, like no. they were not like no one was making any money. Um but yeah, that... That's so, and then they
1: had to take care of a. Baby. And they took
0: care of a baby in that in that gross basement.
1: They um, had to take the baby into the basement. No, I feel I'm like sure the videos are of in that exact place. same
0: place. Um, but anyway, oh, terrible. Um, I don't know anything else that yeah, I, I want to talk about. Chinois, wanna... okay. <laughs> I but okay. There, I have one thing written down about Chinois that I like. Again, in multi-language googling, could not find an answer to this question they have a song called usha usha and it's like a beach song and i think it has the same like it there was a there was also like a uh, there was something going on at this time where people were taking like like public domain music like ode to joy or like green sleeves or whatever yeah, 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 and then just like writing a bad pop song yes. over
1: it yes i was gonna ask you like what is the song that's at the beginning of it um
0: of usha usha it's do a diddy diddy dumb diddy do is what they're doing in that one. Oh, um that's
1: what it was i couldn't put my finger but on when it.
0: you look up this song it was like supposed to be their like second single or whatever and then all the internet kept saying is that the year this song came out there was a tragic water incident at the oh, beach yeah. and then everyone associated the song with some kind of yes. beach tragedy but the only thing that i
1: it, it was ever yeah. referred to as tragic yes. water accident i told you and it doesn't even the include- korean
0: wikipedia said tragic water incident yeah, yeah, and yeah. did not link to any kind mm-hmm. of news totally Totally. So I don't know what happened. I don't know. Uh, like. I don't either. Is it something – crazy? did someone like get their head knocked off by a jet ski? Like something crazy? Like what is a tragic water incident and what does it have to do with this bad Shinhua song? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Okay. But you pro- do you have anything uh, um, less water tragedy related? Less water
1: tragedy? I was actually just like scrolling through their Wikipedia to see. Um, but no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So – As we were going through this, like, we talked about how the style of music is, like, fairly different Mm -hmm. from, obviously, like, the style of music um, that I usually prefer in my K-pop. But going back into Xinhua was something that, like, I was immediately like, nope. I would stand, even going back mm-hmm. to these <laughs> terrible haircuts. Like, still a fan. Um, Definitely the best visuals of any group, in my opinion, from this particular, from this first generation. And like I said, the best dancers by far, because they were the first to like
0: actually do some choreo.
1: In, yeah, include or incorporate more complex choreography. Um, they are currently the longest running group of all time yeah. because they are still together, and they were the first group to survive. Uh, all going into their military. Um, what is that called? Enlistment. Enlistment thank you. Um, they so they survive.
0: Nobody died in the military. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean survive like, as an as artist.
1: A group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was poor <laughs> choice of words. What I meant was they were the first group to uh, not disband before going into the military, and, and then to stay after together serving after their military. Come together with all of the members still. Like yeah, the same that's
0: ju- just, like, fact-wise, mm-hmm. like, looking at my list, which is small, of the, like, Generation 1 groups, the average time that a group was together at this time is, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Like, people were not having long careers as groups. Like, yeah. it's—Sexkees broke up—when they broke up, it was, like— um
1: It was a huge controversy. It was a huge
0: controversy, and there's still – if you look – like, their Korean Wikipedia page is, like, mostly entirely different members' accounts of why they broke up. They still, to this day, don't agree. There's, like, nine different stories out there. But like one of them is that most of the members wanted to go up, go out before their popularity sank because they like couldn't handle the thought of being not popular. Like they were like, wouldn't it be worse mm. if we like crashed and burned and weren't popular anymore? So we should just like stop now. Call it
1: a day. Now. And no. when
0: they like called it off. There was, like, a famous unfortunate incident where um, the Sex Geese fans mistook a reporter's car for the CEO's car, and they destroyed it. Destroyed it. And the CEO of the company had to pay $12,000 to that reporter to, like, get his car fixed, like, because he felt bad and responsible somehow. Um, but yeah, so Xinhua is still to this day Still together.
1: together. They've been together for decades. Um, and they're still just as good as they were before. Um they actually recently played at KCON in 2015 so like they still tour and mm-hmm. they still come out. Um but I also really enjoyed them because so they debuted with SM and then uh in 2003 SM only offered to renew the contract of some of the members. They like wanted to kick some of the members mm. out for some reason, but the leader of Xinhua was like no, you have to it's like it's all, we're all or nothing. None of us. Um, and so that sparked a 12-year legal battle Jesus. for the name Xinhua because Xinhua left SM and went to good, a company called Good Entertainment, which was actually founded by people who used to be from SM. Oh. Interesting connection. Um Didn't look too much into that though, so I don't know like the real dirt on Good Entertainment. But we should come back to that yeah. when we – Go over contract disputes. <laughs> anyway, so they um, they went to Good Entertainment, where they like continued to be. They used a slightly different name in the meantime because they were like fighting this legal battle to keep their name, which they eventually did win. Um, and while they were fighting that battle, they established Shinwa Company in 2011, which was like specifically supposed to. It's their official website, right? And it was like established in order to keep the fans up to date and they had like had to give it a different name at the time but now it's back to being Shinwa company mm-hmm. but it was like reaching out to the fans to say hey don't worry we're still here for you
0: oh and they were great that's so nice um the only thing i was going to bring up last because i think this is like the thing that will
1: transition, transition
0: us into our next generation is the debut of Dear Sweet Boa.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I didn't realize came when she was 13, Thirteen. years old. That blew my mind. 13. 13. Because I watched that day – as I was watching the debut stage, I, I, like, started reading her Wikipedia and was, like, couldn't believe that the girl I was watching was 13 because she had more stage presence and charisma and confidence than, like, any of the other groups that I'd watched mm-hmm. up until that point. Um that was crazy. 13.
0: 13. Yeah. So the, like, the back half, like, the end, if you, you know, like we said, this is all wishy-washy, but, like, the end of this generation is basically when we get Boa and Rain, mm-hmm. like, at the end, at the early yeah. 2000s. Because they, their success then leads us into a new era of K-pop where the goalposts kind of get moved for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so.
1: It also kind of
0: ushers in
1: like a brief era of where solo artists are the ones that have like the higher levels of success mm-hmm. in terms of pop music than the groups do. There's like a, there's sort of like a dip in the popularity of groups yeah. as the rise of like Boa and Rain sort of starts to take over and then groups sort of come into play mm-hmm. later on. Which we'll talk about Which next we'll week.
0: talk about next week um so yeah this was just uh I hope this was a slightly educational and informative like little dip into uh the first generation of k-pop because it's very important to the thing that we are all here to love like this is the roots of it all and it is it is embarrassing and some of it is poorly produced uh, people can't sing that well and don't have a lot of camera presence but like it's charming but it's charming and it's nice um i might i might share the like research playlist that i made like with uh with the listeners if you guys want to take a little stroll down the down what this generation was like um and maybe you'll find a song that you like uh i found a couple um again not good but catchy i
1: found just a few
0: just a few. Um, so, yeah, that's that. And we will be right back with a generation-specific random game. Okay, we're back. Um, and this week for our random game, we kept our our random numbers in between the time of this first generation. Yes. Just because we don't we do— We wanted
1: an appropri- a timeline-appropriate yeah. yeah. group.
0: We don't do theme episodes like this often and that often, so— Usually, the random game is extremely random this time. Wanted to keep it in the in the, generation. in the same vein. So, the group that we got, I'm surprised. I had stuff written about them. I'm surprised I didn't bring that up in the last hour and a half or whatever. Uh, but this group is called Finkel, or F-I-N-K period, L period, or in Korean, Pinker.
1: Which stands for fin, like the French word end. Killing Liberty. So, like, stop killing Liberty. Just right. like we talked about, H.O.T. had that, like, Warriors of Peace thing. That was a big deal for a lot of groups, including
0: Finkel. Yeah. Um. So, this was girl group, Uh, four members, mm-hmm. technically still a group. Yeah, they never they had some long hiatuses. None of them are signed with the company, with DSP mm-hmm. that they were at. Um, but... All of these, there's, it's definitely a trend right now for first generation groups to be reuniting. So I'm sure everyone's like keeping it on the table in case anyone's interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the members, Lee Hiyori is like, was a massively successful solo artist once mm-hmm. she left this group. Um, all of them are actresses now. Like, Or one of them's a yogi. Oh yeah. She like lost a bunch of weight doing yeah. yoga and became like. So uh, now she owns her own yoga studio and it's
1: like the poster child for yoga in Korea.
0: Yeah, so um, so they're doing fine. They're doing fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was yeah a little four member girl group. They debuted in 1998. Um, I feel like they, in our research and things that I watched, it seemed like they definitely maybe had some more talented singers than like yes, some I of agree. the groups that well, came before. Lee Hyori day. is a great singer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was they definitely did like um like 90s. R&B, slow jammy more, kind yeah, of... That's, that's what
1: I wrote them down as, like an R&B ballad group.
0: Like a Tony Braxton kind of, like, something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they were actively making music until 2002, um, and then they put out, like, a final album called Forever that was very dramatic and sounds like the Spice Girls' last album, which was also, like, called, like, Goodbye. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta end it all. And then they were on indefinite hiatus, like... Since Which is what then. they're currently on. Um, but yeah, what we're the video that we're going to watch, um, because we had to, again, abandon our random game rules, because for pre-YouTube groups, you just got to find a popular song, because view counts yeah, don't view matter. view counts don't
1: count. Um, but their first two albums did peak at number one. Yeah. So we chose a song that was from their first album. Yes. Um, and the song is called
0: To, to My, My Boyfriend. boyfriend. Um, so let's give this a shot. I hope that the audio quality isn't trash here we go
1: okay in a classroom
0: yeah we got oh and then a box with stars look at the
1: sheets that are like on the edge
0: Um, very lame dancing.
1: On, I'm sorry. I feel a little speechless. Um, this looks like a music video that you would make at that store. Clicks that you yes. mentioned, like if. If Clicks didn't just take sticker photos, if they also did music videos, Uh that's what this looks like. Yeah,
0: the blue room with the stars hanging looks like where you'd take like prom, like yes, because you can actually
1: see like the draping of the sheets. Their outfits are crazy, but look at how many bangs are in her face. So many bangs in her face. They're doing that, like, classic 90... Oh, I didn't even notice the rainbows on those outfits.
0: Bad quality video, so it's hard to see.
1: (laughs) But they're doing, like, the classic, uh, you know, each girl's wearing the same color and same pattern, but in different combinations. Like, one is a plaid skirt. The other one's wearing plaid pants.
0: Baggy pants, like Baggy pants,
1: of course. And they're all wearing Tim's.
0: I feel like the rest of their music didn't have this vibe as, all. like, I feel like mm. the other video I watched was, like, that equivalent of that, like, 2 a.m. we watched last week of yeah, them, yeah, like, yeah. crying in the rain. Especially
1: because we described this group as singing, like, R&B ballads, and this is neither Oops. of those things. <laughs> but that was on their Wikipedia pages, like.
0: Yeah, no, if things. you start typing their name into YouTube, this is one of the, like, first. So, yeah, it must have been something.
1: Oh, look at that green screen. There was also a point in this music video in which Comic Sans lettering of their name was just scrolling behind them. Look, mm-hmm. they are at a clicks.
0: Yeah, there was photo flashing. This one, one of these girls is barely trying. <laughs> like, you can see, I've, like, it. it's, look, she just, like, stopped and moved her bangs. This is just really funny in that, like, The polish of, like, today's K-pop is 100% missing from this.
1: This looks like a school project.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it didn't come up earlier in the episode, but groups at this time were not training as long as, like groups trained now like, obviously it's, it's clear but like <laughs> they're not they had at all the companies hadn't perfected their factory model yeah. yet it was coming together so no, this was
1: like an even less effort backstreet boys which i feel like backstreet boys was just like someone drove a truck around florida neighborhoods and we're like you <laughs> get in the back of the truck yeah <laughs> you're gonna be a boy band now
0: I think I saw in the Wikipedia that one of these girls was discovered at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. They looked like they were all discovered at the mall. Like their company
1: exec walked into a clicks and was like, you four. I'm
0: going to oh make my. your dreams come true. Wow. You know they had to spend all of their money on that closing like <laughs> shot. Of the- oh, wow. That was bad. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what this first generation of K-pop is like. It's cheap. I think that, I think if you had to boil it all down to one word, I think cheap. Cheap. Cheap is the word that you need. Um, yeah, but that was fun. I've like, I've always wanted to like learn about and talk about this stuff. So I hope you guys found it interesting and that we weren't like too all over the place. Um, Helica, do you have a recommendation for this week?
1: Yes, I do. My recommendation is to uh, is the 2015 KCON LA performance uh, by Xinhua of one of their very first songs, which is called T.O.P. And I think that stands for, if I remember, Twinkle of Perfection. Or that sounds something about like right. That. I can't remember if the O is like of or on or. Whatever, but mm-hmm. anyway, T O P. Um, in sh- so Shannon said that she's gonna she's gonna um, link the the playlist, the playlist of the stuff I made the yeah. research playlist, which has the original like nineteen nineties or whatever version of that performance. Mm-hmm. So I do highly encourage you to watch that and then go watch the sh- the 2015 one, mm-hmm. Not only because is it like just. Much like Chinois, I think got me in the way that like TVXQ got me. Cause like they're
0: grown. They
1: came back from the army and they just they aged like fine wine. Yeah. Let me tell you. And I just the way they're great. They're yeah. great. So yeah. watch two thousand. As much as I like love me some tw- some
0: boys in their 20s, I also mm-hmm. love a dude love approaching 40 who can men. still dance. Yes. And yes. they look,
1: they're still so handsome and they sound so good. And like,
0: uh, chinois. Awesome. Uh, so my recommendation this week is like pretty different than any recommendation I've ever made before. But like, it seems like the most appropriate time to make this recommendation. Um, I'm not going to recommend a song or a music video. I'm going to recommend a Korean drama. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And I know you're thinking, but Shannon, I already spend so much time with this K-pop nonsense. You want me to watch television as well? Like. Yeah, I think in this case, like this is this is a good jumping off point if you'd like to get into Korean dramas as well, like and enjoy that hellish world of like, more <laughs> of needing more content all the time. Um, but this is a drama I've brought up on many episodes and was crucial in helping me with my research for this episode. Um, and that drama is called Reply 1997. Also, Answer Me 1997, depending on where you find it at um, the premise of this drama is basically you have a group of friends in the late 90s uh, the main character is completely obsessed with H.O.T. which is like uh, important for the first couple of episodes it's not what the drama is mm-hmm. about it's just like a facet of her personality mm-hmm. Um But the drama cuts back and forth between the 90s and the present where all of these characters have reunited at a restaurant. And in every episode, they give you, like, tiny little clues as to what the future is now. Like, in the first episode, she says, like, someone in this picture, like, will be engaged by the end of the night. And then you're like, who is it? Mm -hmm. Um, So they sort of keep you on your toes with, like... Going back and forth between the past and the present, as to like how these people, you know, uh, came, how their friendships and love and relationships, like all. Uh, came to be and it's funny and it's charming and it's sweet and it's one of the most satisfying Korean dramas I've ever watched uh, dramas tend to be unsatisfying or get very bad in the middle like that's a thing that happens um, but I, I and I've seen this it's not just my opinion I've seen it on list like that this is one of the most like satisfying dramas there is because when it mm. ends you like don't feel cheated like
1: no absolutely <laughs> like it has a good it has a good story arc for all the characters It has, like... Shannon said, "A satisfying ending. It has like a, it's a very cohesive storyline. Like sometimes K dramas have a tendency to sort of like go off the rails or throw like a weird loop
0: into Mm -hmm. the plot
1: that you're like, we didn't need to take it there. Yeah, Um, and I don't think that this this
0: yeah, and it also has this funny thing of where whenever there's like an awkward moment, it plays a goat sound, which like is funny every single time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Also,
1: did you mention that it stars Yunji from? I didn't.
0: It stars Yunji from A Pink." And Hoya from Infinite and uh, Injewan from Sexkeys is playing a guy who like, and people are like, you look like that guy from Sexkeys, and he's like, ill, no, I don't, yeah. which is funny because it is him, um, but uh, yeah. It, this, and this drama is very widely available. Um, it is on Netflix U.S. if you are, and it is probably on Netflix in other countries. Can't guarantee it, but it's on Netflix U.S. It is also free on dramafever.com and Vicky.com, V-I-K-I.com. Um, like I said, sometimes it's reply 1997, sometimes it's answer me. 1997 but that's the same drama. Um it also has two spin-offs, Reply 1994 and Reply 1988, true dramas that I didn't finish. Uh, <laughs> but they're there if and the characters from each year like make weird little cameos in the others, so they're like kind of connected but not really. Um so if you want- like skins sort of like in the in 1994 there's a scene where they get on a bus and the 98 kids or the 97 kids are in the back of the bus mm. and it's 94 so they're like supposed to be in middle school but they're gotcha. like not part of it they're yeah, just yeah, yeah. there they're just for like behind. a scene so they do like little cameo things like they exist in the same world but anyway um yeah that's my recommendation reply 1997 it's a really good drama and it's i think if you've never watched a k drama before but you listen to this podcast i feel like this is probably a good gateway because it's kind of K-pop themed and um, yeah, I just really like it. So that's my recommendation. (laughs) Good one. Thanks. Um, All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Um, I did want to ask our dear listeners, um, we have an episode coming up in a little bit uh, where we want to do kind of like a bit of a mailbag feature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you have any questions about anything that we've talked about in the last 18 episodes or anything we haven't talked about that you're curious about or any questions for us, whatever, send them to us.
1: Yes, because it's going to be our 20th episode is why we're going to yeah. like make it a little bit different from the normal format. Um, so if there's something that either like maybe in our albums episode like we didn't talk about
0: – the oh album yeah, corrections and omissions as well, like, like
1: or even just like, hey, during the music video episode, like you guys didn't talk about any of this group's music videos. Like, watch this one and tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: we're down for whatever. So yeah, anything at all. That you are curious about or want us to know or anything, send us our way. And uh, the way you can do that is on Twitter. We are at Pod, Instagram, AMAKpoppod. um On Tumblr, AMAKpopPod.tumblr.com And if you want to send us an email, Pod at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent us an email letting us know that my first kiss is by <laughs> Kesha303. and 303. We, I like, that's the most it's emails else. we've ever gotten is so. when I. I said, oh, hey, y'all tell us who sang that song. Like, oh, y'all did. And sorry, we did not know. <laughs> like, it made me feel so out of it. Are a
1: lot of K-pop fans also 303 fans? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And
0: I stupidly responded to somebody and I was like, oh, my God, did 303 do that song with Leighton Meester? I think I liked that. And they were like, no, that was Cobra Starship. And I'm like, God, I don't know anything. I
1: was too old for that shit already. Yeah. I had aged out of that. Aged like, out of it
0: genre. But yeah, also just throwing it out there. uh, A lot of our listeners have been like reaching out to me on email and Twitter and DMs or whatever. Like, if you are full of Pentagon feelings and you like need to talk about them, I am here for you. Like, some of our listeners can attest you can send me a really long email about Pentagon and I will send you one back. Like, oh
1: my God, I read that reply that you sent the other day to that to Sarah about your all of your, I read your whole. List it was so funny. Yeah, Shannon's overflowing with Pentagon feels. I kind of appreciate that she's not unloading them all at me because I haven't had the time yeah. to like fully invest in them yet. So please reach. Yeah, out to so that's her what so I'm that asking. She doesn't, doesn't dump it on me. There are goodbyes. <laughs> I'm not prepared.
0: <laughs> there are goodbye stages happening right now, like acoustic versions of Shine, and I'm like hyperventilating at all times. She like didn't and just started sweating. I I did. um <laughs> And by the time this episode comes out, like. I think that I think they'll they'll be done they'll be done with stages and they'll be resting. Maybe, I mean, I need rest my
1: boys and I, I, I um yeah, I'm truly taken aback by Shannon's fall here. I like can't. I can't. I've never seen you fall with this level of intensity and like you're a very intense person. I know. (laughs) And so to, for, and I've seen you fall, like we've fallen together in so many different ways and this is like a whole new level. Shannon showed me her phone the other day. Oh my God. And she changed it. It was late and now it's Eton and I'm, shh, you guys, I couldn't (laughs) believe it. This is a big deal. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it.
0: But I do want to talk about it. So if you want to talk about it with me, you know where to reach us. Shannon's crying now. Oh, my God. Okay, we got to (laughs) go. I need to splash some water (laughs) on my face. I'm so upset. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Tonya, and you're our inspiration.